And welcome to the podcast by Army podcast, where we talk about BTS, Army, fandom, and research. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Kate Ringland and Gerta Her, a university researcher. And today is Jimin's birthday special. Happy birthday, Jimin! Once you gym in, you can't gym out. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> We're in this through life. That's oh, right. I love Jimin. He's our little angel. Our cutest little cutie patootie pie. <laughs> our <laughs> most adorable. You know there's a nickname that from K-Armies that calls Jimin, I think, three-layer wheat field because his hair is so luxurious. Wow. Listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's three-layer wheat field. And there's like this one picture of like his hair that's like flowing back and it's so full and luxurious and beautiful. And I'm like, wow, that's like a strong head of hair. Yeah. Mm. Also, this is my agenda, but I believe Jimin was born blonde, came out of the womb blonde. Blonde Jimin is our savior. <laughs> I see how it's going to be. But yeah, happy birthday, Jimin. We love you so much. And we're going to jump straight into our favorite songs and music from Jimin. Of course, he has so many beautiful and wonderful songs with his beautiful voice, by the way. What a voice. But Mm -hmm. I am making the very tough decision to say, I think I'm pretty sure my favorite Jimin song is Serendipity. Full version, mind you. Full version. (laughs) Because... It is the most magical, beautiful, in love experience you can have when you listen to that song. I Oh my god, there's this one reaction video on YouTube where this guy is reacting to the serendipity music video. And like Jimin, there's that one part where he like lifts the covers up and he's uh-huh. there. And then the guy is, I think, I just turned gay. <laughs> <laughs> or like, he's like, yeah, that's a beautiful man right there. And I'm just like, that is the most real experience yeah. of watching anything related to Jimin. The music video is beautiful and the song is beautiful and thus combined together it is just beauty. It's love. It's so loving and so warm as a song. I've talked about like the physical experience of listening to music before but when I think of serendipity I think of a warm peachy color and hmm. it is like it's like the most pleasant color on your eyes ever. It's very soft and subtle and it doesn't hurt your eyes when you look at it that's what I think of when I see serendipity and oh my god this song the lyrics oh my god Kate hold on I'm trying to I can't I have no favorite lyric from here it's all my favorite lyrics okay (laughs) the I'm your calico cat that came to meet you a bar a bar okay Ever since the universe was created, everything has been destined. Just let me love you. And it's like, it's almost like he's saying that he's loved you and he's meant to love you and the universe created itself so that we could love each other. And it's all like, how romantic. Oh my God. 
literally don't talk to me if you're not park driven <laughs> that's the truth oh also preface everyone dual set bangtan d-o-o-l-s-e-t bangtan b-a-n-g-t-a-n dual set bangtan that's the way we're getting the lyrics for everything by the way just yep. so you know but oh my god this song it's we can just leave it to fate we can feel it even if we don't talk. Ah, it's our connection is deeper than words. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Oh my God. It's just let me love you. And it's beautiful. And I love, I love serendipity so much, but I'll pass it over. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass it over to you really quick. How do you feel about this song? It's funny. No, I agree with you. I really, it's all the feels. Yeah. It's funny because I also love this song from like a from the the stage perspective from thinking about the the stage for it is also it's very good. So the I just, bubble. Yeah, the, the bubble. B- it's I am it's so over the top, but I love it. <laughs> the choreo for that, so good. So, so good. good. But yeah, oh no, God. I agree. I really, I, yeah, I, th- this is one of those songs that I put on when I'm feeling all soft and smushy and want marshmallow feels. Yeah. The song is just fluffy. It's so cute. It makes me feel so warm. Oh, for a lot of BTS's music, I use it like through emotional things. And with serendipity, I'm like, okay, I can breathe. I'm alive. Yeah. I am loved and I love people too. I love other people as well. So it's this song reminds me a lot that I am not alone in the world. It's okay. Love surrounds me and I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kate, all you. Whatever right, song I'm you gonna, want to talk about. Yeah, so we're doing favorite songs right now. So this is... I'm going to have a meta conversation about this first, but this, so this was really hard for me because I absolutely love all of his stuff. I just, all of his music. I love it so much. There's something interesting about both his choice in style of music, but also like his actual like tonal quality and stuff reminds me of a lot of the musicians I used to listen to in my youth, like, in the 90s so thinking about like grunge rock and some of the like kind of alt rock stuff that was happening in the 90s there's a lot of like similarity in like the way he does his tonal quality and his voice is very reminiscent of that so it's almost a little bit nostalgic for me listening to some of his stuff and then when you hear him live he it goes even further because he does a lot of growling and a lot of things that are just like very nostalgic for me and and it's also very hot so we'll leave it at that but yeah so i am going to the and then there's the beauty of the duality that is archman because i am going to talk about the opposite music of i decided after much difficulty i'm going to talk about face off and from his new album and i'll say the whole his whole face album also there's just something about the album that I don't know. I felt like I was like being split open. My chest cavity was just like ripped open when I first listened to the album. 
And then especially as I started digging into the lyrics, there's just something about his ability to capture and put a, a spotlight on some of the inner struggles about how to be a human in the world and how to portray yourself in the world and how to keep going when really crappy stuff is happening. And anyway, so I am obsessed with Face Off. I've been obsessed with it basically since the album came out. I can't tell you why in particular. <laughs> Lyric wise, it's a little bit depressing because it's a very kind of angry almost like the antithesis of what we were just talking about. <laughs> it's like the antithesis of love in some respects. Anyway, I like this song because it's so angry. I, it reflects a lot of kind of some of my feelings when I am angry about certain things. So it, it's nice in that respect. And then, and then I will say musically, face off musically for me, it opens with the like carnival circus music. And then it goes, so it's really interesting because it's the opening for the whole album. So it like opens with this kind of like, how do I put this? So it's opening with this hint that we are leaving some kind of normal and that we're going into some alternate reality I, I don't know anyways so it's just interesting because it, it the whole album then is set the tone is set by this first song and and then the actual musicality of the song is very gritty and very grungy and I really just like the sound of it and it really captures that kind of angry feeling really well so anyway I love the kind of duality of being able to listen to songs like promise and then coming and hearing the song and just like getting eviscerated emotionally it's my favorite wow that's so interesting because face off is actually my favorite song on the album yeah. i like i'm honestly really torn between face off and set me free part two but both I, and I was really torn when I was choosing between which one to talk about right now. Face Off for me, though, is like that kind of quintessential angry music that I put on when I need to just work through it and deal with things and pump myself up for stuff that's going to be hard. Whereas Set Me Free Part 2 is very, that one is very meaningful to me lyric-wise, and I just like the sound of it, but like lyric-wise, but for like completely different reasons. Yeah, I get that a lot. Face Off feels very much more confrontational. While Set Me Free Part 2 is he's releasing, he's letting go. But yeah. Face Off is he's looking straight in someone's face. And it's like in the lyrics where it's even if you test me, even though you kill me, even though you stab me harder, I don't care about you. Yeah. And that is a bar. Yeah. A bar okay? yeah. it's like, and it's like it's, it's To me, it's like this whole thing, because if you just sit down and looked at the lyrics, you're like, man, this is an angry song. And wow what has he gone through and there's what what is happening here you're like just like looking at lyrics but then if you hear the song he's just growling through the get it out is he's growling through get it out and it's just it adds this whole layer of just i don't know emotional evisceration it's great yeah because i feel like we see jimin angry but in the haha 
little angry type of way. But in face, we see him legitimately angry. And that is an experience, it's, to say the least. It certainly is. I would not ever want this sort of anger directed at me. <laughs> I like that I get to experience it in parallel with him, but I don't. I'm glad it's not directed at me. Which, honestly, he has every right to be angry about whatever he wants to be angry about. Oh, yeah, 100%. So many people have thrown bullshit his way, let's say. And I don't like that. And he has every right to be like, I gave you everything and you suck. He's so slight. <laughs> Any final thoughts on Face Off, Kate? No, I think I'm good. All right. Should we move into our favorite things about Jimin? The love of our life. The most beautiful soul in the world. He is the kindest the most angelic most wonderful person in the world i love those video compilations where it's like jimin taking care of the other members yeah oh my gosh he is just so gentle with everything in the world i feel like if he was a flower he would be like this is gonna sound weird but he would be a dandelion because he would be the most delicate thing in the world I know like dandelions have bad connotations because they're weeds, but I don't know. As a kid, I found dandelions beautiful, mm-hmm. which is my own opinion to have. But I feel like he would be a dandelion. He's just so beautiful in his own regard and just so delicate, but also really tough because dandelions mm-hmm. have really tough roots. Yes. And we do love the two sides of Jimin. We love his kindness, but we also love his sassiness and how... He's he's he has that get stuff done type of attitude, mm-hmm. where if someone tries to stop him from doing something, he's like, <laughs> "I am speaking. I am doing this thing right now. You will not interrupt me." And I do love that about him. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, I love Jimin just being sassy, or just like, he knows his worth. So whenever people try to undermine him in any way, he's always hold on. wait a minute (laughs) and i do love that it's like how he stands his crowd whenever vts are interviewed ever even in the american interviews even though he's one of the members who doesn't know english that well he still stands his ground where he's still you can see in his face if you look at his face while they're being interviewed he's hold on (laughs) so yeah i love that about him i love he's just he's not afraid to be emotional or show his emotions in any capacity Yeah, I absolutely love that about him. The range of emotions, too. He's super expressive as a person. And I really appreciate that. Because as a woman, we both feel this. Emotions constantly invalidated. Yeah, all the time. If I get emotional, like, for me, I'm involved in a lot of, I guess, I'll just talk about, like, student government stuff. So I talk to a lot of professionals and a lot of administrators and I am undermined all the time. And if I get angry or emotional or anything, then people giggle and laugh at me. Like sometimes I get so frustrated during a meeting. I'm just like, this sucks. And people just like giggle around me. And I'm just like, I'm actually legitimately mad. This is not a funny laughing matter. And it's just... I don't know. How do you feel about that, Kate? I've I've been there. (laughs) 
I don't know. I just, yeah, no, I agree. I think that it's interesting because it's like, it's not just, it's not just Jim and it's the whole, all of BTS have just done such a good job of showing healthy emotion about things, whether it's happiness or love all the way through anger or being sad. And I think that that is just really nice to see out in very public places because yeah I do agree that a lot of the times I especially as a woman going into any job especially one where you have to have any kind of leadership role you're not supposed to show emotions that's frowned upon or you're not supposed to the first thing I was told as a professor was like don't take on too much emotional labor with your students I clearly failed at that completely by the way Hi, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. But anyway, so but yeah, to, I don't know. There's just, it's just something interesting about living in this world of like toxic masculinity where we're not allowed to exist in certain ways and we're not allowed to feel our feelings. And it's nice to see people with platforms like actually showing healthy emotions and and just, I don't know, especially when I still remember time, I think last year on Twitter, we we hadn't heard from Jimin in a long time. Like it had been, I don't know, it had been a while since he posted anything and he posted something really sweet. And then the whole timeline just erupted in like purple hearts, essentially. Like everybody was just like, oh my God, and I love you too. And it was just like this like big old like sob fest of emotions. And it was just like really fascinating to me that just one little thing from him cascaded and made this whole soft squishy mess on the timeline. And like from a community perspective, I think that's really, really cool that can happen. But also just from personal experience, it's just nice to have these to see that kind of impact happening in real time anyway yeah i feel the same way it's jimin in my mind is the emotional catalyst of bts where whenever there's something emotional like you just look at him and he Mm -hmm. feels it too like during the ptd ending speeches that they Mm do you like it's like it pans to each member, right? But you can mm-hmm. also look at the other members or people like record the other members' reactions. Yeah. And I'm just looking at Jimin and I'm just like, man, he's feeling it too. Yeah, yeah. Like what I'm feeling in this moment. It's For just, oh, I love him. My little, our little calico cat. Oh, <laughs> he's like the sweetest, again, most beautiful soul in the world. And very in tune with his emotions. It inspires me to be more in tune we talked about this before like bts's role models and very much he inspires me to be more in tune with my emotions because i've kind of accepted this i will never be an emotionless person and there's actually a lot of my academic career i've also built off of being involved in student government but Mm -hmm. i've come to learn that in order to be involved in student government i have i'm expected to be emotionless which i cannot be So very much, I don't know if anyone's listening to this and they know me from student government, but I'm going to take a step back from student government this year, actually, Mm. and just not be a part of that world anymore and not be a part of a lot of the activism that goes on in there because it's as a woman, you're expected constantly to not have emotion 
And there's like times where I've told myself I wouldn't cry about something, but then I did cry about it because right. it's it's very hard, right? It's very hard to see, especially, I'm not going to say exactly what happened, but like when you see students struggling, people whose voices aren't being heard and you're yeah. trying so hard to have their voices heard and to advocate for them with the position you have and then still getting shut down. It, like, it makes me so emotional and I can't do that emotional labor forever. As someone who is a professor of many students who have struggled, I like, yeah, I, I have learned to find places to put my emotions and to compartmentalize and I cry a lot. Yeah. Cause it's hard. It's really hard. Um, especially when in the moment you have to be the person that is, you know, doing the advocacy work, you need to sound you need to sound like you're in control. And it's really hard to do that if you're crying. I have learned to take those moments where I can just be like, all right, I'm putting my administrative or my logistical or my, I'm going to deal with this emergency hat on. And then when I go home, I'm going to be a mess. And that's, that's how I've learned to do that. But I do, I, so I do really love that I can come home and be a mess and be able to watch some of my bts content and just feel soft and sad and have that no that is so healthy though because i don't do that i just suppress forever <laughs> and then i explode it's That's very cool. hard might be worth working on that <laughs> yeah work on that but it's hard like in university to have space to, to decompress or like that because i have roommates and right. I appreciate my roommates a lot, and I think they're great, but they're not my besties from childhood. They're not my family. And the, I remember there was this one time, this is very emotionally vulnerable, by the way, but there was this one time I was really upset about something that happened, and I told both my roommates, I was like, hey, I'm just going to be crying in my bed right now, but don't mind me. <laughs> but it's kind of comfortable because it's these people I don't know super duper well and then I'm just crying and then they can't do anything I'm just I'm just like just act like I'm not there <laughs> thank god yeah <laughs> so that's how living in a dorm is if anyone would like to know <laughs> yeah so I'm glad to have BTS though and I'm glad to have Jimin and to I am working on expressing myself and working through my emotions <laughs> it's very hard being an emotionally suppressed asian person <laughs> i'm just saying i'm so glad that this podcast is serving a dual purpose for you yes <laughs> who needs therapy when you have a podcast <laughs> podcast expensive no podcast <laughs> wait no therapy expensive podcast free not really no. this equipment's expensive <laughs> the labor we're putting into this is slightly expensive yeah it's very expensive <laughs> hours kate but here we are so here yeah that's some of our favorite things about jimin uh kate do you want to add anything else i will say that he was like the first person i he was the reason i truly fell down the rabbit hole in that i saw a bunch of edits of his dancing on tiktok and i was like oh dancing i want to know more because i danced for my whole childhood through high school i was 
I did ballet and modern. So like I recognized him as I'm like, oh, he is classically trained. You know, I like could see it in his boobs. And so I was like, I need to know more about this. Um, so yeah, so then I like devoured every available footage of his dancing. And then I eventually fell down the ramp. Because then I was like, what about the other members? What are they up to? (laughs) And here we are. But yeah, no, so it was just like, and it was just edits of him, like different edits of him dancing. And I actually then made a bunch of my own edits of his dancing, compilations of his dancing and stuff to music. And uh, um, that was my introduction to the fandom. But yeah, so like, I will say that I absolutely like just him as a classically trained dancer um I just am very impressed by the fact that he isn't just a singer right that he is also like really good as a lyrical dancer and yeah I think that's my the other thing I wanted to talk about yeah he's a performer an artist and also really cool to watch dancing his dance lines are incredible yeah oh my god he's so good and like all his tumbling and stuff especially his stuff with all his tumbling i made a tiktok edit it was one of my most seen tiktok videos of him just tumbling just all his all the tumbling he did yeah it's so fun just so elegant his pointed feet oh to die for Mm. i don't know i don't come from a classically trained dance background i come from a musical theater Mm. dance background Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about jazz dance and doing flips, I can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I have a sorry side story, but I remember I was supposed to do this flip over this one guy and dance for the performance. Uh-huh. We we're like thousand people in the audience. Oh my god. And I did not get that flip down till a week before the performance actually was gonna happen. <laughs> My dance instructor, she wanted me to do it so bad. And she believed in me so much. But <laughs> that straight up, Kate, I've done so many difficult things in my life. But that hands down most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, actually. Because I was doing it over this guy. So it was like, I'm doing it over his body. And yeah. if I don't get the angle right, I'm going to crash into him. And it's not me only toppling over. It's him toppling over, too. And it's like I flipped over him and then he picked me up. So it's like, sorry, high school dance stuff, crazy. I don't know why that was so difficult, but I literally flipped over him and then he picked me up right afterward and he like twirled me around or something. And just dance is crazy. But Jimin makes it look effortless. Yes, we do love Jimin, but who we don't like, you want to know who we don't like? Jimin solo stands. (laughs) I'm a hater. I love Jimin. And I hate that solo stands have to be associated with him. I talked about this in the Jungkook episode, but just, oh my God, they're devils. They're demons. They are like the most disgusting, like catty, rude, just drama filled people. So much drama. And for what? For what? Just because you act like i'm so much better i love jimin so much no you don't jimin would burn you to keep the <laughs> other bts members warm i feel like i'm gonna say that every episode now yeah but actually <laughs> he would he's 
the members who would actually do it, okay? Yeah. You yeah. cannot hesitate. Because Jimin, he is, like, the sweetest person alive. But then the solo stands that claim to love him are just evil. It's true. I, yeah, no, I, I've crossed them a few times on Twitter, and it's not pretty. Don't recommend. Do not recommend engaging. <laughs> Same. They are just nasty. They're filled with so much anger. And you can feel it whenever they jump you or try to dogpile you. I think Jim Jimin's solo stands have said the most. How do I say this? Threats that involve finality of life to me. And they don't just dogpile you. They, like, come to your DMs, too. Yeah, they're, they're in your DMs. They, like... Yeah. They're... Yeah. They're, it's a little scary. Yeah, they get very aggressive. Because a lot of times, they think they're not doing anything wrong. And it's, no, you are. Like, I remember the clothes issue where they were auctioning off the unwashed clothes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I was just yeah. explaining that to someone the other day. We should explain that. It was... Okay. Rough. So in 2021, I believe. Yeah, I don't remember when. It was like, it was after, because it, it was outfits from PTD. What's it outfits from? Oh my God, we gotta look this up. Oh, it, yes, it's from April 2021. Wow, a lot of things happened in April 2021. That was a Crazy bad month. Bad month. <laughs> Hey, at least it's not May. May is the worst. Every yeah. year, May is the worst. Don't know why. Anyways, to give some context, BTS have performed on Jimmy Fallon. They have a bunch of performances lined up for a whole week. And yeah. one of the songs they performed was Idol. And the outfits from that performance were being auctioned off. But the outfits were not washed before they were auctioned off. And a lot of people found that really weird. And it was like it was extra weird because somebody, it was like, I can't remember the details, but somebody associated with the sale somehow was like using it as a sale point. That's when it got really weird. Yeah. Oh, here, this quote, Kim Ryo. That's my best pronunciation. I don't speak Korean. I speak a different Asian language, but... Quote, he says, this outfit is touched and worn by Jimin. I didn't even wash it. These are the clothes that still keep Jimin's sweat and fragrance of that day. Ugh. The auction company was the My Art Auction. So they were selling, they were auctioning off these clothes. And then the armies were like, this is gross. This is weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then... Jimin's solo stance, they try to justify it. They're like, no, this is good. This is normal. First off, it's not normal to auction off unwashed clothes. It's like, it, it's not like unheard of. There's been like sales of other, especially people who are not alive anymore, like sales of their clothes, untouched, unwashed clothes. But it's still super weird. I don't want to, it's like one of those things, it's like, why would you want to normalize that? Jim and Solo stands, they try to use examples of other auctions where unwashed clothes from celebrities are being auctioned off. And 
I don't know. You can have your opinion on that, but I still think that's weird and disrespectful to the person. Especially a lot of the examples that Jim and Solo Stance gave were of dead musicians whose clothes are being auctioned off. Right. Whole other layer of respecting the dead, by the way. I don't, you could be whatever, I don't want to say crazed fan. We're not saying crazed fan here, but you can be whatever type of person you want to be but owning a piece of clothing that's unwashed or someone who's dead very weird it also very weird to use to justify for why jimin's unwashed clothes should be auctioned yeah yeah i think there's i think there are like cultural things here that don't translate well because i think different cultures treat things differently but i think as a like i feel as a general rule as army we can be like yeah that's weird and crossing the line that maybe we don't want to cross which is what the feeling i got from my timeline anyways of everybody's yeah no x on this let's not this is super weird let's not do this yeah and it's just it's weird how people try to make it seem normal where it's oh it's normal to have unwashed clothes auctioned off and to make it a selling point that it's not washed And I like, I I guess for me, I'm sitting here, okay, I don't care if this was the status quo and this is how every clothing option up until now has been done. None of that matters to me. Would we really want this for BTS? Would we really want this for Jimin? And I think the answer is no, I would hope. So let's like, why would we want to keep normalizing it? Let's be the change in the world that we want to see. Yeah. No, that's so army of us though, to... (laughs) always be like you know what this old fandom practice i don't like it anymore actually let's stop doing that no but that's what happened with airport pictures i remember because it used to be really accepted especially i remember in 2020 when i first joined but one of my moots was actually the first person on army twitter to set off the domino effect of us not accepting Uh airport pictures anymore she did it in i believe 2021 2022 sometime and it was like just one day i think i believe it was like a yoongi airport like when he was coming for some reason and he was traveling or something and one day she just started questioning she was like hey aren't airport photos like as bad as saucing photos and Mm -hmm. she just started questioning it and then i like read what she was talking about and i was like you're right i always think about that thread she made i'm not gonna say specifically who it is out of respect but she like made this thread about hey isn't airport photos like the exact same thing as saucing it's still but it's like by the k media it's by media right forces that also stalk the members because there's the way i see it is we should not have access to their private schedules that is not our place to have access to their private schedules and the only time i am aware of them flying someplace theoretically is when they have posted a picture of themselves flying someplace. And normally when they are doing that, it is like after they've already gone through the airport or some other, and they don't do it every time, right? And sometimes they'll do it like after they already get back and they'll be like, I'm back, happy to be home, whatever. So those are the only times I'm aware of them traveling at all. And it should stay that way. I don't need to have an announcement every time they're like off to Paris or New York or whatever. I don't, they didn't give me that information, so I should not have it. And so therefore, any pictures I see of them in those places automatically become pictures that are taken on their private schedule because they weren't announced to me. Yeah. I, I think about this quote really often 
where I think it was like a member who was asking the K media people that were there at the airport. And they were like, oh, how'd you find us? And then the K media person was like, oh, you're BTS. We'll always find you. Something like that. And that is the most terrifying thing in the world. Yeah. To think that. I don't, this goes back to Jimin as well in the closed auction, but BTS and their autonomy, their humanity as people. Constantly stripped from them, yeah. Like where people just this goes back to the solo stand conversation as well. Solo stands only see the members as objects, yeah, or a means to achieve something. Right. It's the whole savior mentality or the whole thing about how solo stands they champion achievements over the member. So right now we can we see because Tay's layover isn't released yet as of this recording, and. We see a lot of Tay solo stands who are so angry right now about the release of the album. And they're like, this release isn't good because it's not chart optimal or whatever. And it's not like releasing all the songs at once to chart well. And like solo stands don't value the members in their art, just straight up. And they're constantly trying to underplay the members art and they blame the company and they blame armies and they blame everyone else imaginable around them but they never directly say they blame the member for something because really what they're mad at majority of the time especially this closed auction thing what they're mad at is the member themselves but they never say that the reason a lot of jimin solo stands don't like the way jimin released face or don't like the way that the face album was conducted or whatever. A lot of times when they talk about that, really you're just mad at Jimin, but they can't say that. Right. And just, I hate them. They suck. <laughs> Ugh. Oh. And you know what I especially, oh my God, I need to talk about this. You know what I especially hate about Jimin solo stands? It's just solo stands in general. It like It's like when it comes to photo cards mm. and the merchandise secondary market. For BTS. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Kate. I have if I was ever in a room with hype people or big hit people, the first thing I would talk about is the secondary merch market. Push all the other things to the side. We need to fix this problem. Because they're missing out on money. They're missing out on investment. They're basically devaluing a lot of the merch by having such a predatory secondary market and jimin i believe let me pull this up really quick he had the third most expensive photo card to ever be sold it was for the butterfly night event which was like a lucky draw and it was like only what 420 people have that photo card and that photo card went for a thousand four hundred thirty two dollars and that is I'll be I'll say it that is insane and the people driving that market the predatory second secondhand photo card market the people driving that are solo stands because those are people who only want photo cards of that member right they're not happy with photo cards of other members and side note as well that's also why I'm particularly angry at album unboxings when people get mad at the member oh, they gosh, pull yeah I remember, I remember the first time I saw one of those and the person just was like, oh, and they just threw the card away. And I was like, 
can you just hand it to me? I'll, I'll take it for you. Yeah. Like, why? Anyway, I, yeah, it was, I was a little shocked. I can't watch album unboxings anymore because of that. I it's can. such an ick. It's so gross. Because people aren't happy with the cards they're getting, and they don't love all the members, they go towards this the secondary predatory merchandise market and they try to buy photo cards of those members but then people up the price of the photo cards of the more popular members so that was when it's more expensive because very obviously you can see the prices change okay i'll talk about this i've recently collected every single map of the soul persona version 2 photo card because I wanted all the version twos because that's I believe the bathroom mirror one where they're all in the bathroom taking pictures and I think they're all cute in that line right uh-huh. the cheapest member was Namjoon you want to know how expensive Namjoon was go ahead and tell me he was two dollars no Ugh. you want to know exp- how expensive Jungkook was no <laughs> He was 18, $18 oh to get him. And I scoured. I could not even find that many listings for it, which is so weird because it's like a common photo card. Yeah. Because it's from one you get from an album. But there wasn't that many listings and it was also really expensive. I could have just bought an album at that point. But I really wanted photo cards. See, I'm contributing to the market too. I know I'm criticizing, but also I'm contributing to it because I wanted the Jungkook. I wanted the complete set. I wanted all seven. Yeah. It's just so disheartening to see this market just run itself. And it perpetuates solo stand narratives. It creates a really predatory secondary merchandise market that people participate in. And there's also a lot of financial issues with it. This is going to be, people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but essentially the secondary market, it steals money from BTS. Yeah. Like. That's just math. That's not crazy. That's math. Yeah, just math. Because there's, okay, first off, just a preface. There's a difference between selling albums you no longer want on the secondary market. Let's say you need to make some cash things are hard, you're selling off your albums. That's fine. But there are people who specifically buy a lot of albums, overconsumption, by the way, buy a lot of albums. So that way they can then resell the photo cards and make back their money. Right. And that just perpetuates so many issues. And it's just a continuous cycle that if companies just made photo cards you can buy individually, it would destroy that market and honestly i've seen people talk about this like even doing photo cards like how a lot of trading card game companies do cards where they just put it in packets yeah you can buy that packet separately and those packets are randomized but at least you're not doing the same amount of waste as a full album every single time right so just things to consider honestly how do you feel about it kate no i i totally agree and i think it's like to me, okay, so I'll say that coming into this fandom, I keep saying this over and over again, I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know what a photo card was, okay? So coming into this fandom, I had no idea what any of it. 
So trying to get my head around, I was like, so you mean to tell me that you spend 30 bucks or whatever on an album for a random chance at a random photo card? It was, I, I actually thought I was losing my mind because I was like, so people are buying like stacks of these things just for the, the single cards inside. And now me, three years later, trying to explain that to other people. And I'm like, yeah, I realize this sounds crazy. But this is how this all works. And I think that I just like the whole, to me, the whole thing is fascinating. I do agree that there there could be better ways. I love the idea of having official, because you can go on and get the like third party photo card decks, right? And buy and like, why doesn't Hive just do that themselves? And then it would cut out that third party. I also think that you see this with a lot of merch, but all the third-party sites that sell them. So they go on and they buy a bunch of the merch and then resell it on their sites and are taking their cut. And I like, and so people buying from there instead of going to Weavers, I think is also like highly problematic. But yeah, no, I think it's really interesting, especially for me inculturating myself in this, because I, I understood trading cards. I grew up playing trading card games and I understood the value in rare cards and stuff I totally get it but I do think it's interesting the way in which the photo cards then are tied specifically to music in a really interesting way of okay are people here for the music or are they just here for their faces and I, I start getting a little bit like what's going on here guys <laughs> yeah it's interesting you bring up trading card games I know I brought it up earlier as well, but I feel like with trading card games, there's reasons for rarity or there's like intrinsic value in the card and how that card plays in the trading card game. But for K-pop photo cards, it's these photo cards are just expensive because they're rare or they're not in print anymore. And then because they're not in print anymore then people make it super predatory and selling photo cards for like thousands of dollars right and it's a piece i don't want to devalue honestly i have a stance on this and i want to stay strong on this a photo card is a piece of paper the value that we give to a photo card does not exist really it is completely made up and imaginary like i was explaining this to my sibling who's super into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. right and Yu-Gi-Oh has like trading card like grading right right but and then they were like oh is that a thing in k-pop I'm like no but people try to act like it is right they try right. to act like trading like the, these are trading card they're not trading card photo cards they're these photo cards they're just pictures of faces yeah literally I could go to Staples and make this right now and it is it's insane how out of control the market has become and it very much is a result of k-pop companies trying to manufacture popularity through like album sales and try to act like oh members are so popular like these groups are so popular they have so many albums but really it doesn't match up we've talked about this before like how a lot of groups sell a lot of albums but they don't get that many streams. Right. And that is because there are a million different photo card versions people are trying to collect. Right. And it's gotten out of control. 
and I cannot stand for it. I, how do you feel about that, Kate? How do you feel? No, I totally agree. And like I said, the whole thing, the whole concept was really baffling to me. I will add, though, that the photo cards that I have that have come in albums, I like, I, I do acknowledge that I have an emotional attachment to them. And I you can see it the listeners can't see it but you can see my giant wall of merch behind me so it's not like i'm not taking a stance of oh don't buy this stuff oh yeah i, I agree find with that. value in it i but i agree that there is a difference between having something a special memento inside the album versus this really weird ultra competitive market for pieces of the album if that makes sense. So I, and I think we're saying the same thing here. Yeah. I imagine there's 17 versions of an album and you have to get like multiple version, multiple copies of those versions to get the one card you want to have or whatever. Right. And that ends up creating this huge stack of, Ooh, that's, it's a lot, but I think it's interesting when we see some of the albums that BTS has released, at least more recently in my living memory here, being in the fandom of not a ton of different versions and being able to get all the members and there's differences and i've also seen it's been really nice like when we went to the where we're, oh we were at the d-day concerts and my friends and other people in the line had brought albums with them to just hand out for free and so there's that sort of thing too of, oh i have extra of this who still needs one and so there's a there's a different ethos there right of just buying to have this one little tiny piece of paper versus like the having the whole album experience and having this kind of what's not then it's not about making money which is like where I think it's really weird because then when you start talking about that secondary market it's like people are doing this just to make money off of it which starts to get in this really weird gray area for me yeah I have very strong feelings about the predatory nature of the market and how there's people who have the audacity to list a photo card for triple the price of an album. And this is a common photo card. This is a photo card you can pull from an album. And they price it for $30. That is insane. I have a Tay photo card from Map of the Soul 7 version 2. And there's people who list it for $30, $40 on eBay in Macari. And I'm like, I pulled this? from an album I it doesn't in my head it doesn't make sense why we are putting these price also I know a lot of people wouldn't don't like the fact that I list I revealed how much the Namjoon photo card costs compared to yeah. the Jungkook photo card I yeah. know a lot of people aren't happy with that because again it stokes the anger behind yeah. a lot of solo stands yeah. they it is they get mad because they're like, why is it Namjoon more expensive? Why is Jungkook so expensive? Right. And again, it creates this whole thing, just this whole issue. And a lot of people don't see the issue with like how merch contributes to solo stand narratives, but right. it very much does. And as long as this predatory secondary market exists, we are going to be having this issue. That's why I really believe that Big Hit and Hybe. Hybe is a big enough company where we saw like School Love Affair Special Edition. It got reprinted. We need reprints of older things 
Although we need reprints of those things. We cannot keep allowing this market to exist because there are so many problems in this market. And also, I feel like the company itself, just from a business perspective, you're losing out on money. Every time there is another purchase on the secondary market, you are missing out on dollars. Yeah. And let me be real here. The secondary market for K-pop is huge. Yeah. Actually. And if we start talking about trading and how K-pop photo card trading works, huge. It's just, I just, I don't understand why it's like this and why we continue to let it be like this. I'm taking a stand, Kate. I'm taking a stand. We can be the change we want to see in the world. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be those armies. That's right. Who are, like, who are on the TL. And when we see people be upset about who which member they pull, we're like, is there a problem with that? <laughs> it's like, I need to talk about this really quick, but it's like people, I saw this on TikTok, happening on TikTok. People started to call pulling Jin from an album the Jin curse. <gasps> what? Nasty. Nasty. But oh, for I some have so reason, many thoughts for them. So many thoughts. But for some reason, I think this is just skewed data in general. People who are just pulling gin are banding together and saying they pull gin and calling it the gin curse. I don't think there's actual disparity in the number of photo cards distributed. Because for oh, some yeah, reason, no. I always pull sugar. Don't know why. It just happens because it's all randomized. Right. Okay. I don't think I don't think there's a conspiracy in Big Hit that somehow there's more photo cards of this member than this member. Okay. I should, I don't think that's true. Just telling. I don't know. Maybe there'll come a lawsuit someday that it is true. And then at that time, I'll be like, okay, I'll take the L on that. Right. But it's just, it's insane how people like get pulled Jin and then they call it like a curse to pull him. Like, how solo Stanny weird is that? Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Kate? Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> I really hate it, actually. I think that they're, that that's, do they hear themselves talking? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. It, I don't know. I remember when I started seeing videos like that, I was horrified. It's like, why would you ever see pulling a certain member as a curse? No, yeah, that's terrible. And I think this that there's an interesting pathway here to having a discussion on another podcast because I know we're already like basically at an hour now. But there's an interesting pathway here to talking about the kind of the cultural expectation of talk about bias and oh, I want to pull my bias is like the opposite of that. Of, oh, I keep pulling the other members when I want to pull my bias. It's like the slippery slope right there towards other things that yes we can discuss in a future episode. We could talk about biases in a future episode. Yeah. Write that down. Write that down. Writing it down right now. Okay. Because I'm one of those people, I've talked about this on Twitter actually, but I've made a conscious decision now to remove the word bias from my vocabulary in ARMY. I'm not going to say I have a bias. I'm not going to even acknowledge the word bias or ask for people's biases. And I'm not going to look down on people who do, right? But I'm making a conscious decision on my part to just stop using the word bias. And stop saying, oh, I'm OT7. Because by being an army, you are default o default OT7. Yeah. You're not an OT7 army. You're just an army. That's just my conscious thing. I don't know. The copium. I'm doing that. 
I, 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 keep approve. Doing, I keep doing this thing where I'm just like, okay, guys, this week, this is what I'm on. <laughs> and then all my mutuals are like, she's going to do another thing and we're here. But yes, that's how I feel about it right now. But we'll talk more about it in another episode. Yay. All right. So any final thoughts for the entirety of this podcast? Happy birthday, Jimmy. Happy birthday. I really want to sing the members happy birthday in Korean, but maybe when my Korean gets better, yeah, we can start to do that. We'll, we'll circle back around to that. We'll what? circle back around. Because I have the rhythm and the main sounds of the Korean words, but I just need to put it together. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jimin. We love you. He is the most amazing person in the world. The most wonderful. The most incredible. The most talented. Also. We love Jimin. Yes. But yeah, that's us talking about Jimin. Solo stands. We hate them. And photo cards. We also hate the photo card market. I don't hate photo cards. I just hate the photo card I gotta say, I love my photo cards. I have a deep emotional... Like, I have this one of Jimin, oddly enough, right here on my keyboard that I keep with me all the time that I love. That is so cute. Oh, I have the pink hair Jimin photo card from Persona version 2, the bathroom one. And then I have a My Melody photo card holder. So I put Jimin in the My Melody photo card holder. Oh my gosh. And that's how I go out into the world. That's nice. Yeah, we don't hate the photo card. We hate how they're distributed and then redistributed. Yes. So don't hate the merch. Hate how the merch is circulated. There you go. Yeah. All right. That's this episode. Thank you all so much for watching. Remember to stream Jimin's music. Stream face. Stream like crazy. Stream, stream literally like crazy. Stream <laughs> the serendipity, stream lie, stream filter, stream promise, stream all his other songs, and all his songs with a vocal line, to stream everything Jimin, because we love Jimin. Yes. And happy birthday, Jimin. We love you so much. So, so much. I don't know why I'm saying there. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye. bye.